Hey, what's up? It's Gabriela Marte here from the Creatives Conversation here and hosted by Helps Too. You are listening to, like I said, the Creatives Conversation. And today we are talking about how to get past the fear of starting. So you're not going to want to miss this one. Buckle your seatbelt and here we go. Before we get started, if you're new here and you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe and make sure you leave a comment and then send this to somebody that you love because today we're jumping in. And I think this is a subject that a lot of people don't talk about because you either have people in their creative discipline, whether they're musicians or writers or even entrepreneurs. I think this really is a podcast for everyone today. Even entrepreneurs, I feel as if they are the ones who are going for it, who are in their craft, doing it, hard toil, in it, day and night, night and day. And then you have the people who really have a strong desire to do what they want to do, but they haven't gotten started. And this past weekend, I was with a friend and we were talking. She just started a gym and I'd love to have her on this podcast. So maybe you'll see her and maybe you'll get to hear her. Um, But we were talking and one thing she said is that she had so much fear when she got started, which she just got started like a month ago. And so one thing I wanted to do was just pick her brain because I've been in my craft for over 10 years, which is crazy to say my craft of music. And I've been running helps too. um, this marketing company that's putting out products for creatives now, super exciting for, um, I don't even know, like nine years. <laughs> we're like, we're getting up there. So I have been in this a minute and I don't really have that fear of starting, but, um, I wanted to get her, I wanted to pick her brain because it's just been so long since I've felt those feelings, since I've thought those thoughts. And so I did a little bit and it made me want to come on here and talk about it today. And so I have my notes right here and I just want to first start off by saying, um, I think a lot of people don't even know what the fear of failure is because they don't acknowledge it. A lot of people will make excuses for them not starting and this fear that they have by simply like finding other things to to say that they're doing or to say um, they're distracted by. And so I was just thinking, what does the fear of getting started, which I think honestly can also be called the fear of failure, because I think a lot of people don't get started because they're scared of failing or not measuring up to an idea or Um, not being as cool as others and all of these different fears really but the fear of getting started where well first of all let's just talk about what does it look like and to be honest I think it looks like so many hidden things I think the fear of getting started can look like I'm too busy Uh, the fear of getting started can look like uh, well it's not really that important right now or not that important period the fear of getting started can look like just not talking about it and you going to work every day and pretending like there's no dream inside of your heart or no um, goal that you'd like to achieve. And so I was talking with my friend who just got started with her gym and she gave me some things that she had to do because I asked her, I said, what did you have to do to get to where you are now, which is your gym is up, the weights, the tools that you use to do it, they are bought. (laughs) They're in your garage, but they're in something. You know what I mean? You have them. 
you're getting started, you have clientele. What did it take? So I want to talk about that today, right now, because I think there's so many of you out there, and I can relate to you, and I'm going to tell you a story, but there's so many of us who deal with this all the time. I might not deal with it in my musical creative craft or in marketing, but one place I did deal with this was most recently I did a triathlon crazy. We just have to pause and just, first of all, for me, I um, have always been athletic, but I have never really competed in swimming. So this was a whole brand new life adjustment thing that I was going for. And to be honest, I had this moment, I'll never forget it, um, where I let the fear of getting started and like really jumping into this sport, this triathlon, which is if you're unfamiliar, you swim, um, in the race, you start the race with swimming and then you usually go to the biking and then you run. And so for this triathlon, for me, it was a sprint triathlon and it was a big deal because I was out of shape, you know, post pandemic kind of things. And now we're back in a pandemic. So it never really ended, but you know, it had been a year since the whole pandemic started and I was really out of shape. And so I felt like I was starting from ground zero. If you know any athletes or you're an athlete yourself, you know, especially with running, if you take two weeks off, you kind of feel like you're starting from ground zero when you jump back in. It just feels so hard. And so imagine, right? I've taken a year off because I just couldn't go to the gym. I couldn't do things that I'm used to doing. And where I'm at right now in Kansas City, it gets really cold in the winter. So I was definitely not going to be running outside. You would not catch a girl outside running. So I was just like, okay, we're going to do some in-house workouts. But it was definitely not what I was doing before everything uh, started and everything shut down. So when I decided to do this triathlon, which was just recent, actually, it was this August of 2021. So if you're watching this two years from now, you or you're listening to this two years from now, <laughs> I'm so glad that you're you're listening to this old podcast or video. But if you're in it right now and it's still 2021, you understand how recent that was. And so I gave myself, which was a little crazy, six weeks to go ahead and get started in this. And this moment that I had where I knew I had fear it was major. I called my friend who I was doing it with and I said, you know, I don't think I can do this. And she was like, well, Gabby, like what's going on? Like, let's go through your mind, your thoughts. Let's like kind of like weed our way through these things and decipher what's what's up with you. And I said, you know, if I don't know how deep this lake is, because the swimming portion, I've never swam in open water long distance. I've swam in open water and I've swam long distances, but never like one in the same. I've swam long distances in the pool or I've swam in open water near the shore. You know what I mean? And so... I was like, I got to swim 500 meters in this open water. And that's a long, that's a long, 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 long uh, swim for me. For the next person, it might not be that long. But if you have ever swim, swam in an Olympic pool, 500 meters is most typically five laps. And a lap is one way there and one way back. And if you've ever swam in a normal pool, that's usually 10 laps, one way there, one way back. And that's about 25 meter. Um, I think that's a 25 meter. No, that's a 50 meter, 25 meter pool. Um, comment if I'm totally wrong, but I, I believe it's 25 meters one way. And then, yeah, that's about right. So long story short, that's not important. <laughs> I was going through this moment with my friend and, um, and she goes, what is the deal? You are so afraid. Where did you get this fear of starting? And I had to really back up and say, like, had this self-talk come to Jesus moment where I was like, Gabby, what is it? 
that you are afraid of in all of this. And I, I think I was authentically afraid of drowning because I have like almost drowned when I was a tiny, tiny tot, like five years old. And I had this just major fear of that. I'm like, if I cannot touch the bottom, what if I get tired? Who am I going to, you know, who's going to help me? What can I lean on? I really wanted to know that I could reach out and just hold on to something, take a break and then move on. And my friend was like, you know, they have people that sit on kayaks and they are there to help you. So if you get tired, you can go hold on to their kayak. And at first I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like that just wasn't enough for me. And so the first thing I did was I knew if I was going to really start being a triathlete and jump into this triathlon, I knew I had to drive my fear to the end of its road. And what I mean by that is whenever I have a fear, I most typically, I look it in the face and I say, okay, this is really what I'm scared of. I can make all the excuses in the world, but it really is this right here. And so once I realized what I was scared of, okay, I'm scared of open water, getting tired and not being able to go anywhere or hold on to anything and drowning. I'm really scared of this. And so everything else was not scared, was not scared of the biking, was not scared of the running, bring it on, whatever. But I was really scared of this. And so I drove my fear to the end of its road. I walked it down its road by saying, okay, so if I do get tired in this water, what happens? Well, I'm not going to drown because there's going to be lifeguards all around me and they won't let that happen. So, okay. So what happens if that actually happens? Okay, I'll hold on to the lifeguard's kayak. And then I guess if I get tired, I can do that. And then I guess after that, I would keep going, right? And I guess I could, if I get tired again, hold on to someone else's kayak and then just kind of make my way through the race. And so eventually I went out. I drove my fear to its end by thinking through that. I looked at the lake and I said, okay, this is where it's going to be. I pictured myself doing it. And then I made the decision just to jump in. I was still scared, but like at least I really had thought through it. I just didn't stop at the, well, what if I drown? And then never think through it. Like I thought through it, took myself to the end of that fear. And I said, well, that the worst thing, the worst scenario that happens is I get tired and I hold on to a kayak or like a lifeguard has to dive in after me. But the reality is, is that that probably won't happen. And secondarily like no one's gonna drown out in this (laughs) triathlon they had the whole like water police out there like they are not they're not gonna let you drown out there promise and so I drove my fear to its end and then I was like let's just do it let's just sign up for it and not think about it because the more I think about it the more I'm gonna psych myself out and you have to know yourself and that like what are you doing to psych yourself out from pursuing your dream and so That was basically it. That translates to business too. That translates to creativity. I remember um, I've been in seasons just as a business owner, especially here at Helps too, in seasons where I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. And I would just make excuses because I was really scared of certain things. And, you know, to be honest, I just really had to snap out of it. But today I want to really take us through processes and give you – And myself, because I need to come back to this, honestly. I come back to my own podcast, y'all. It's kind of crazy. But sometimes I'm like, I need to come back to my own podcast, re-listen to what I told everybody else, because this applies to me, too. So I'm preaching to the choir, to all of us today. But I want to give us some things. And I believe, let me see, I have four points about how you can get past the fear of starting today. And I want to go through them. So let's jump right on in. If you are watching this on YouTube, make sure you leave a comment below. 
Let me know what your fear is right now. And then we're going to jump in with some things about how we can get past them. So number one, like I told you about me driving my fear to the end of its path, I want you, no matter what your fear is, and it could be a personal fear, but you know, most, most of the time we're talking about creativity on this podcast, The Creatives Conversation, where creatives talk about creativity and they help other creatives out. I want you to drive your fear to the end of its road. And I want you to say, what happens? Let's really think about what happens if my fear comes true. My friend who started her gym, I think her fear was that it wouldn't work out. Like she would buy everything and nobody would want to come. And so to be honest, (laughs) her husband was like, yo, your fear that you have, like we're already there. Like we we bought this stuff and you have a few clients. If it doesn't work out and you never like succeed according to what you think success is, which pause. A lot of us don't even know what success is in a metric form in our minds like we just see somebody else being successful and we say I want to be successful too but we never actually tell ourselves what is success is success a hundred thousand dollars a year is success you know 10 clients for you what is success for you getting on the radio is success putting out that course that you want to put out you need to define that before you can ever tell yourself that you're a failure so her scenario her fear scenario had already been accomplished. She bought all this stuff and nothing was happening. So he's like, her husband was like, we've already hit that. So it's up from here. Listen, we've, we've hit the worst fear. It's only up from here, which is actually kind of exciting. Actually driving your fear to its end and saying, what am I truly afraid of? And what would happen if this actually happened? And I remember one time I was uh, touring musically and I was like, man, I have this fear that like, I'm going to go broke because touring musically is not easy when you're an independent artist. (laughs) So you pay for everything. And I was just like, what if I get home and I've spent all my money? And then I was like, okay, let's ride this fear out. All right. So I might have to ask my mom for a hand me out, or I might have to go to the nearest food handout or food pantry to get food or whatever. Like, okay, if that happens, that happens. And it is what it is. You know what I mean? So Once you go there, though, you have this freedom to move on and like actually do what you want to do, what you're called to do, what the world needs you to do. So drive your fear to its end. All right. Number two here, get support from others. What I loved about my friend starting her gym is that she asked her husband for help. And I think in our society right now, It is so huge that we start asking each other for help again. I told someone the other day, I was carrying this keyboard out of a band practice and somebody, the guitarist goes, hey, do you want me to carry that for you? And I said, yeah, actually I do. (laughs) And they start, everyone started laughing around me because I was so just like simple with my yes, like so quick to say yes. And I'm so quick to say yes because for so long, I said no to so many people who were trying to help me because I wanted to prove myself as strong and not just prove myself. I think really deep down inside, I come from a culture like my family is very much a family that's like we work hard and we do it on our own and we don't ask for help. And I think honestly, if you're living in America and a lot of first world countries, that is a mentality where we feel no one's ever really said it, but we feel like we got to do it all on our own. We can't ask for help. We can't ask for direction. We can't ask for support. And we end up all alone, like isolated, feeling horrible about 
ourselves discouraged and just really in dark places. And so I want to encourage you, if you can ask for help, absolutely do it. Reach out to someone that could be your best friend, another creative in the field, you know, and help looks so different for each of us, right? Like one person help is going to be you picking the brain of someone else who does what you do or want to do. Um, For the next person, it's going to be like, I need you to come on set with me and hold my camera or like, can we do a trade? I think asking for help doesn't have to be, oh, I'm so sad and pitiful. Asking for help can really be a relationship building opportunity. So I want you to think about how you can ask for help. It could be asking someone to cheer you on. It could be asking for someone to actually like physically be present and do something with you. Help can look so different depending on who you are and what you're doing. So ask yourself, like, how can I be asking for help in this season of my my creative journey, my entrepreneurship journey? What does that look like? And so I'm even thinking right now for myself, like, what does help look like? And to be honest, I think help looks like for me um, with helps too and my own music truly delegating to people who can do things way faster than me, way quicker than me, better than me, (laughs) really just giving things up and knowing that you don't have to do it all on your own to see your dream come true. And to be honest, I'm done with that mentality of being the lone ranger that makes it to the top of the mountaintop. I want to be surrounded by people who are of good character, who are fun to be with, who are understanding of what I do and are probably doing it themselves at the top of the mountaintop. I don't want to be alone there. So make sure that you're not alone either and that uh, you actually get the help you need to get further with what you want to do. And then number three, get around other people. And this is kind of similar to number two, but a little bit different. Get around other people who are doing what you do. I remember as a musician, when I got around other people who actually knew music well, who actually made their own music, who were designing their merchandise, who were booking their own tours, doing it from A to Z, I grew and went for it tremendously more than I could alone. And I was so pleasantly surprised at, first of all, how I grew in my craft. Second of all, how I grew in knowledge, how I grew in relationships. It was wild to have these crazy cool friends who were super talented And we could connect like when someone is in what you want to do or in what you're already doing, but you feel stuck or whatever or scared, they understand way more than someone who isn't in it. They're in it. They know. It's like, you know, if you've ever ran a race or been an athlete, you can look at other athletes and be like, no, your struggle most often because you've been there. Right. And so same for you, no matter your craft, whether you're a writer, um, a graphic designer, someone who just wants to start their entrepreneurship journey. Same for you. Get around someone who can truly say, I'm there or I've been there. And I think the way to do that, if you have no clue where to start, there are conferences. You can Google conferences of your craft. Let's see what else is there. There's social media. You can reach out to people who are doing it on social media. Actually, people really respond. And it's incredible. I've made some incredible friends on Instagram, on YouTube, so and Facebook. Like It's so crazy. Like People who call me on the phone – and we chop it up about what we're doing and our crafts. It's wild. So make sure you get around people who are doing what you do. It makes such a difference and helps you to get out of your fear. And sometimes, most often, you've had the same fears as them. So they can really tell you exactly how they got out of that fear and kind of like direct you. So perfect 
perfect tool to use when you feel stuck or scared. Oh, and this is number four. And I'm so, so excited about this one because I love action. I love action. I love action so much. So what I mean by that is number four is set yourself up to actually overcome your fear and set up actionable goals and things you want to do that you're going to do, not just want, that you're going to do in order to get past that fear of starting. And to be honest, I would put myself on a timeline. So I love this tool and I'm not sponsored by this tool, but if y'all want to sponsor me, I'm not mad. If you want to sponsor the Crips Conversation, please feel free. But I use Asana. It is a task management tool. I have it on my phone. I can, you know, pull it up right here on my phone. I have it on my computer and I put in actionable. Whenever something hits me, I go straight to my phone or my computer. I put it in. I put a due date with the task or the idea that I want to accomplish. And some ideas that you want to accomplish are way bigger than just like, I'm just going to do it. Like it takes multiple steps. You know what I mean? And so like building an album or making an album, it takes steps. Like you need an album cover. You got to record the songs. You got to put things out. You got to make sure you do the promotion and, you know, do this collab with, you know, all these different people. And so that's like a 12 actionable steps right there at least, right? To make an album. So I would put make an album in there and then I'd put my first step. Step one, let's write these songs. I'm going to write one song this week and then another song the next week and then another song the next week. Do that and then tell someone about it. Let someone say, hey, where are those songs that you've been writing? (laughs) You know what I mean? Don't just say you're going to do it and then, you know, put it on the back shelf. Like give yourself a date. I'm going to do this. It's going to happen September, excuse me, 28th and I'm going to get it done by then then, and then we're going to go do another step and move forward. And you will look back and be so incredibly amazed at what you've been doing, what it all looks like, what you've accomplished, and that fear will eventually just dissipate and you will be so astonished at how far you've come. And so actionable, practical steps. Now, I want you to get in touch with us and leave a comment, email us. You can email me at hello at helps all of us. I want you to tell us three practical, actionable steps. If you're dealing with the fear of starting, I want you to email us or leave a comment on this video. Or if you're listening on the podcast, we love you, by the way. We know a lot of you are in France and different countries. Go ahead, email us if you're on the podcast listening. Uh, put a note if you're driving, you know what I mean, that you're going to do it or just like remember it. And if you're on YouTube, leave a comment, but tell us here at the Creatives Conversation what are three actionable, practical things you're going to do with the dates that go with them as to when you're going to get them done to get past the fear of starting. And I just want to say, if you have the fear of starting, that's probably what you should be doing. I know anytime I ever did anything that was great and what I was called to do, I was always a little scared. And so I would approach things with like this fear, this almost like a reverence of like, I cannot do this alone. And I would lean on God to get through them. But uh, I just want to bless you in the sense of if you're thinking about something and it scares you a little bit, good. Because that means that when you actually do it, you will be fully alive And it will really, really move your heart. And I think that's incredible. That's all you can do is come fully alive like the creator has made you to be and let your heart be moved by what you're doing. And that's the kind of world we need to live in is the the kind of world where people say, 
I'm a little scared to do this, but I do it anyways, and I'm fully alive because I've done it. It reminds me of like riding a roller coaster, you know? When you first start riding roller coasters, they look really scary. Well, to most of us, especially me. And uh, once you get on it, and you get past that fear of getting on it, getting started, you know, and you get on it, and you're riding this roller coaster, you're incredibly surprised at how much you feel alive and like you can touch the moon and the stars afterwards, you know? So get started today and leave your three actionable items in the comments below if you're on YouTube and email us at hello at helps2.com if you're listening on the podcast. And you guys, that's it for today. I cannot wait for you to see what's coming next. We have a lot of great podcasts and Amber's coming back on. We have guests. We have entrepreneurs who just got started, some from Kansas City, some tuning in remote. And this has been such a blast. So my name is Gabby and you're watching The Creatives Conversation. Until next time, I'll see you later. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,